Well, a blessed Thanksgiving to each of you and to your family members. I'm so glad that we can worship today and, and, and gather in a way that we can let the Lord know that we are so thankful for his blessings. I, I thought I would start out with a verse that certainly is the theme for what we're here about. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says to rejoice always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we're going to come back to that verse in a minute, but you've probably heard this story, but there's an elderly man. He lives in Phoenix, and he calls his son in New York, and he says, I hate to ruin your day, but your mother and I are getting divorced. 45 years of misery is enough. Pops, what are you talking about? The son says, I don't know what's going on. And the dad went on to say, well, we can't stand the sight of each other anymore. And you know what? We're sick of each other. And that's the end of it. Call your sister in Chicago. You tell her that's it. And he hangs the phone up. Well, this boy doesn't know what to do. And he calls his sister and tells her. And, and she says, like heck, they're getting divorced. I'll take care of this. And she calls Phoenix and she tells her, dad, you are not getting divorced. Don't do a single thing until we get there. I'll call my brother. We'll be there in the morning. Don't do anything. The old man kind of hangs the phone up and smirks, and he looks over at his wife and says, well, the kids are coming for Thanksgiving, and they're paying their own way, as a matter of fact. Well, Thanksgiving is here, and, and it's an odd time of the year if you think about it. I mean, we're still eating some of that Halloween candy. We got these mums and pumpkins laying around still, and yet the trees are up and the stores are ready. And it's an odd time, and yet here we are, gathered together here online. We're gathered together to acknowledge that we have a Lord who provides so much for us and that we should be thankful for what he, what he has given us. And the truth is, all civilizations throughout history have taken time to thank their gods for all kinds of things like military battles and good harvest and good weather. And then you see the pilgrims come and they, they go to the Plymouth colonies. And, and in 1621, they have a three-day celebration of the harvest. And then only two years later, in 1623, they add a religious service. And they say, wait a minute, we've got to thank God because he's the one who has blessed us. Think about this. In spite of all the traveling, all the issues, giving everything up to be there, they knew that they were thankful to the Lord. And then in 1789, George Washington says, it is our duty to thank the Almighty God for the providence that he's given us. Isn't that incredible that that system has gotten us to where we are here today? Now, I wonder for you at your house how that dinner's going to go. I know that's the center point of this uh, holiday tomorrow. And how will you know if it goes well or not? Well, will you still be speaking to your relatives after the dinner is done? That's a good thing to think about. Are the kids going to break anything of value? And if they do, how are you going to respond to that? Will there be any new stains on the carpeting? And did you burn the turkey? <laughs> and just in case you did, you could still be thankful. Actually, there's five reasons you can still be thankful. Number five is salmonella is not going to be an issue this year. <laughs> Number four is everybody loves Cajun. Just tell them it's a Cajun turkey. Number three, my favorite, that old cheese, broccoli, lima, I'm not sure why that came up there, but that old cheese, broccoli, lima, bean, casserole is going to have a new appreciation around your house. 
the cardiovascular workout of carving that bird is going to be good exercise. And number one is you're not going to have to eat those turkey sandwiches for three weeks. So let's get a little more serious. What does the word Thanksgiving mean to you? Now, if you're a student, it probably means, great, we get four days off, a long weekend, and this is going to be wonderful. If you're a store owner, you're going, whew, finally, they're going to start buying some stuff for Christmas. Maybe you say Thanksgiving's a time for cleaning the house to welcome in your family or putting up Christmas lights or making travel plans or, or coming to worship. I'm so glad that you've taken the time to do this. Or a care and share meal. It means a lot of things to a lot of people. When I, when I was looking this over, I realized that if you go to the bookstore, the two biggest selling books that there are are cookbooks and diet books. So one tells you how to cook the turkey and the food, and the other says, what well, you better not eat it. Well, enough of all this small talk. Let's get down to business here. The overarching theme for today and for every day is that we got to give thanks for all of God's blessings in our life. And that includes the physical ones and the material ones and the relational ones and, of course, those spiritual blessings and I was going to have you yell answers out, but I'm not going to do that. Just think in your mind, if I were to ask you, what are you most thankful for today? I wonder what you'd say. Maybe you'd say your health. Maybe you'd say your family, your home, your job. And those are good, but the reality is what we need to be the most thankful for is our relationship with Jesus Christ. That is it. You see, it's your salvation. That's the number one item that we should be thankful on our list. And you've heard the story before, but the story is that God created a perfect world. I equate it to Disney World 24-7. And he put Adam in there and says, enjoy everything I've given you. And then we know what happened. He and Eve get to this point where they say, okay, God, nice job, but I'll take it from here. I'll create the rules. I'll tell you what I want to do. And sin enters in, and it messes up the relationship. And yet we know that God has unconditional love. And he sends his son Jesus and restores the relationship. And I want this to be very personal for you. But there's 150 of you here, so I can't point at you. Pretend I'm pointing at you. Right between the eyes, I'm pointing to you when I tell you, you are handmade by God. And he knows you're going to sin and mess up. And yet he loves you anyway. Again, I'm pointing right at you when I say that. You're a child of God. He restored the relationship. You're saved. You're forgiven. And God wants you to live in gracious thankfulness for all that he's given to you. And that needs to be at the top of your list is your salvation that he gives you. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For it's by grace you're saved through faith. That's a free gift, by the way, grace. Nothing you earned through faith. It's not of yourself, it's a gift of God. It's not by works, so no one can boast about it. And everything you have in your life, not just the spiritual things, but everything, your health, your wealth, your family, is all a gift given to you from the Lord. And because of that, God wants and deserves our thanks. And both on the good days and the not-so-good days. Really? I mean, what about those I want to go back in bed and hide under the cover days? Are we still supposed to be thankful on those days? Yeah. If we look at Ephesians 5, it says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I saw no asterisk in there that says, well, that doesn't count if this happens or that happens. It says that we should always give thanks in every situation in our lives. You know, if you look at the definition of thankfulness, it's an expression of gratitude. And if you think about it, it's not something we initiate. It's always a response to something that someone has said or done for us. And it's kind of proportional to what their sacrifice was. So if I went around and I handed you all a penny, you'd probably just smirk it off and you probably wouldn't even say thanks. But if I went around and handed you all $100 bills, well, first of all, you want to know where I got that much money. But secondly, if I did that, you would say thank you, right? And you'd shake my hand. What if I saved your life? You'd say, I don't even know how to thank you for that. And and that's what we're supposed to be feeling because Jesus Christ did save your life. He gave you eternal life. And I know it's really easy when life is going good to feel thankful, but what about the 50-year-old head of household who gets laid off? What about the student who got cut from the team that they've been practicing and trying out for? How about a victim of a terrorist attack or a drunken driver? How about an eight-year-old whose parents are getting divorced? How about a person facing surgery or cancer or hospice or addictions? Are they supposed to be thankful too? Well, let's go back to that first verse. Be joyful always, pray continually, and here it is. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances? There's an old fable, and you maybe have heard it before, but there's a lady, her name's Anna, and she is a complainer. I mean, she's the ultimate complainer. She complains all day to everyone she has a chance to. And she's got the same kind of lines. I got so little money. My clothes are like rags. My health's so bad. My back feels like the walls of Jericho. And I got to walk down so far to get water out of the pump. And, and my feet feel like watermelons. And my house is so small. And I can barely move at it. And my kids don't even recognize me. She just rambles on and on and on and on. Well, one day she wakes up in the morning And in addition to all those complaints, her nose starts to itch. And I'm talking about badly itching all day long. Now, later in the day, she needed to go into town for something, and she says, I'm going to make an appointment and talk to my pastor. Now, the pastor says, hey, Anna, how you doing? Wrong question to ask Anna. There she went with her litany. I got so little money, and my clothes are like rags, and my health's so bad, and on and on and on. And now, Pastor, my nose is itching. What does all this mean? And he simply said, Anna, you have the complainer's itch. And what that means is, however you consider yourself, so you shall be. Well, she went home, and she was confused by all that. Next day, she got up, and it was a little bit different. She could barely move because her back had turned to stone, like the walls of Jericho. And she looked around, and she realized the house shrunk down so much that now her arms are going out the windows, and her feet are going out the doors, and there's watermelon on the end of her feet, and and her clothes are rags, and her kids are walking by, and she's calling to them, and they don't even see her or hear her. And her nose continued to itch. Well, as she laid there in desperation, she started to think, hmm, You know, I do have enough money to live on. Actually, I have a little extra. Maybe I ought to give to someone in need out of my abundance. 
My health's not so bad. You know, actually, for someone my age, I'm pretty healthy. Maybe I ought to go volunteer and help someone else. And I got such a nice house. Yeah, it's small, but it's comfortable. I think I'm going to invite some guests over to spend some time with me. And I certainly don't mind the walk. I get to smell the flowers along the way. You know what? Maybe I'll pick some of those flowers and give them to someone who would enjoy them. And and my children, I'm so proud of them. They're independent and they're doing so well. I'm going to call them and I'm going to tell them how proud I am of them and that I love them. And miraculously, as she said this, her attitude changed. Her situation changed. She now had an attitude of gratitude. And I'm going to come back to the story in a minute. But as Christians, we have a reason to always be thankful, to find gratitude in every single situation. Now, that's hard to do sometimes. And so I was thinking, what is it that tends to steal our thankfulness? Well, a couple of words came to mind. I think one of them is forgetfulness. We kind of forget what God has given to us and focus on what he hasn't given to us. And it's kind of like, well, you gave me that yesterday, but what have you done for me lately attitude with God? Or maybe the word is envy. Think about that for a minute. You know, it tends to steal our thankfulness. And it's interesting, catch yourself on this. I wonder how many times you compare yourself to people that have more than you and feel unthankful as opposed to comparing yourself to someone who's less thank and be thankful for what you do have. Just seeing other people can help. I, I pulled this up from a, a message I did many years ago, this particular stat. So the numbers aren't exactly true still, but I want you to think about this for a minute. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you're more blessed than a million people who aren't even going to survive this week. If you've never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, the pangs of starvation, you're ahead of 20 million people in the world. And listen to this one. If you attend a church or synagogue without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you're more blessed than 3 billion people in the world. If you've got food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, roof over your head, you're richer than 75% of the world. And if you've got money in the bank, a little in your wallet, some spare change somewhere, you're in the top 8% of the wealth in the world. Do you ever think about all of that? And yet you see what happens is our forgetfulness and our envy can steal that from us. And then the third reason, I believe, is pride, self-centered. Lord, you know I deserve more than everybody else. I want to grab all the gusto. I deserve that break today. Again, that's not God's plan for us. He wants us to be thankful for what we have. Contentment, gratitude, humility. And it depends on, on if you trust in God, right? If you're trusting in yourself, then this, this message means nothing. If you put your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ, that's where our gratitude comes from. Because he's your Lord, he's your Savior, he's your protector, he's your provider on the good days and the not-so-good days. And if you're kind of tracking and going, yeah, yeah, I heard it, listen to this story. It's a woman. She wakes up. She's been having issues. She looks in the mirror, and she realizes she only has three hairs left on her head. She says, I think I'm going to braid my hair today. 
And she did. She had an awesome day. Well, then the next day she wakes up, she looks in the mirror, and she realizes she's only got two hairs on her head. And, hmm, I think I'm going to part my hair down the middle today. And she did. And she had an awesome day. The next day she woke up and she looked in the mirror and she realized, oh, I've got one hair left on my head. Hmm, I think I'll wear it in a ponytail today. And she did. And she had an awesome day. And then she finally woke up and she looked in the mirror. There was no more hairs on her head. And she says, yay, now I don't have to waste my time fixing my hair in the morning. Through faith, you can have that attitude. You can count the blessings that you have. And know that God is blessing you with whatever you have. And that he wants you to use it to his glory. Whether it's good days or bad days, God's using it and bringing good out of it. Now, I know you're going to say, Dave, that Anna in the complainer's itch story, that was a fun story, but come on. Come on, Pastor Dave. No one could really think that way, right? Well, let me tell you about this guy that I heard of. His name is Paul. Uh, He had power. He had wealth. He lost it all. I mean, this guy was in prison. He got whipped. He was shipwrecked. This guy was thirsty and hungry. And all those events draw him closer and closer to the Lord and caused him to share that joy with other people. In case you missed it, that Paul's the guy who wrote the verse we've been looking at in 1 Thessalonians 5. And he challenged you to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, He doesn't say be thankful for all circumstances. But in the midst of all circumstances, we can thank the Lord. In gratitude, we can look at life differently. And if you're not tracking, think about some of these examples. So are you ready to someday say, I'm grateful for the partner that hogs the covers from me at night? And you go, where are you going with this, Pastor Dave? Because you could say he or she is not out with someone else right here by my side. I'm grateful for the child that's not cleaning his room, but he's sitting in there watching television. Why? Because it means he's not out roaming the streets at night. I'm grateful for the mess I got to clean up in the house after the party. Why? Because it means I got friends and family to come visit me. I'm grateful for the clothes that fit too snug. Why? It means I got a lot of food and I'm enjoying it. I'm thankful for the complaints about the government. Why? Because we have freedom of speech in this country. And finally, and most importantly, I'm grateful that Jesus died on a cross for me because it means I have eternal life. And yet we're supposed to thank God in the good days and the bad days. Pastor Mark read Luke 17 for us, and it's such an interesting story. There's these 10 guys that have leprosy. Now, we don't know that word a whole lot in our culture anymore. The worst thing that could ever happen to a person in those days, isolated from society, they had to announce if they even went in public so people wouldn't go near them. And they see Jesus, and they ask to be healed. And it's intriguing to me. He said, just go show yourself to the priest. And on their way there, they get healed. I mean, this is a miracle beyond belief. And yet only one of them took the time to come back and thank the Lord. And, and, and it's appalling to me until I look in the mirror. How many times do I pray for something? God responds and answers my prayer. And do I go back and thank him? 
Sometimes, not always. And I think you'd agree you're in the same place. Because we all have a form of leprosy. We're going to call it sin. And it isolates us from our Lord. And yet Jesus got the, the solution to that. He cleanses us from that sin that we have by His death and resurrection for you personally. And because of that, that's the important part of this, because of that, we need to be thankful And then we need to take that thanks into our words and into our actions. And Mark read the end of the story to us, but says we're not all ten cleansed. Where's the other nine? No one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner. I'm challenging you to be that one thankful person. Thanksgiving Day should be Thanksgiving Day every single day of the year. Give your best to God. He wants to use you and what He's blessed you with to reach other people. And please don't be like the lady who's cleaning her mom's house out because mom moved into an assisted living and the lady's cleaning it out and she gets to the freezer and she sees a turkey and she's not sure whether it's good to eat or not because the label says it's been there 23 years. So she calls and people say, oh, you can't eat that. So she donates it to the food pantry. (laughs) And we laugh, and yet are we the same people? Do we give God some leftovers that we really don't want? Or do we thank Him by giving our first fruits to Him? Are we always ready to say thank you, Lord? And then when we see other people being thankful and generous, do we take the time to thank them? and acknowledge that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Their thanks living is showing through every day you see them. And remember, you're blessed. Okay, we talked about all you have, but you're blessed to be a blessing to someone else. Do you really know that? It's true. We read it in 2 Corinthians. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every occasion, and through us your generosity will resort in the thanksgiving to God. Let your lives be lived in a way that reflects your thankfulness and your willingness to use God's blessings. Because again, everyone in this room is blessed to be a blessing. Everyone watching online is blessed to be a blessing in the world around us. And I challenge you, it's a catchy little phrase, But let every day be a thanksgiving day. Yeah, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Say a nice prayer. Thank God for everything you have. But every single day, live in thankfulness. A couple of action steps for you. Count your blessings daily. I do it every single morning, and it starts the day out with a grateful heart, thanking God, counting my blessings of all the things He's given to me. And then... I want you to give thanks in all circumstances. When things go wrong, ask yourself, where's the blessing I can find in this? How do I thank God? How am I going to grow closer to God through this thing that I don't like? And then finally, be blessed to be a blessing to others. Who can you impact? Not just today, but tomorrow and every day. Lord, please continue to bless us. May our response to those blessings Be a thankful heart. May our hearts express itself through our thoughts and our words, our deeds, 
as we live with an attitude of gratitude, both today and forever, to your glory, Lord. Amen. Amen.